sort of case and punt. Um, got the rare nod today. Uh, Keish is handing the ball over to me. Um, not a great idea, but uh, no, F it. We ball. Um, we got we got all the lads together here. Uh, Aiden, Keyshawn, and Ryan, and myself, of course, Brady. Of course. Um, back on Good bet. back online because uh, Aiden, you know, he was a little. Uh, he didn't really like us see, seeing us in person. He wasn't really ready for it yet, so we. Alas, we are back online. Um, hopefully, we can uh, behave ourselves next time and in person. Is that right, Aiden? What are you even saying right now? All right. Um, he's going to play dumb now, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought um, saw a post today about ESPN. Um, apparently, in Savannah, Georgia, there is a... Uh, off an offshoot of baseball called Banana Ball, and it has some interesting rules. And I wanted to run by run some of the rules by you guys and see if you would actually implement any of these rules into the MLB to make it more interesting. Because uh, baseball has been taking a bit of a dive recently for a reason. Well, we'll talk about it later, but uh, and a lot of people describe it as a very boring sport. And um, I think some of these rules could make it uh, worthwhile watching. Um, and attract a much larger crowd. Larder, louder, larger. I said larder. What the heck? Anyway, so there we are. Got there. Start off kind of. We're gonna start off kind of easy. Okay. Games are limited to two hours. Okay. Nothing crazy, okay. but you know, nice and okay. short. Um, mound visits are prohibited. Okay. Okay. So uh, no mound Taking visits. It. Slow down mm -hmm. the fan. If you yep. step out of the batter's box, it's a strike. Okay. So really speeding up okay. the game here. No stepping out. Yep. If you attempt to bunt, it's an automatic ejection. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm assuming that if you like, if you like hit a hit a batter with a with a with a with a pitch at this point, you just get killed. Like that's where these rules are like ramping up towards. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> hitters can steal first base on a wild pitch at any point at an at bat. I love that. I love oh, that rule. Interesting. Usually, okay. usually, um, if there's a wild pitch, then someone on base can try to steal a bag. But in in this league or team, at least, uh, uh, the the batter can just take off to first. <laughs> but that's interesting, though. So, um, I like this one a lot. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. <laughs> That's that's some real home field advantage there, eh? I love that. I love that actually. That's awesome. I think that's like I would never want to see that implemented in like a real like MLB setting, but I think it's an awesome rule for like um because their team name's the Savannah Bananas, right? Yeah, so that's they're what are what are they double A, triple A? I don't even know what they are. I don't think they're well. I, I don't think this is real league at all. Like I mean, I, they look I guess like a not. Pro but, league, but it would be it would be funny to see in like a a minor sports league, like just something actual, fun. Yeah, for sure. Be, but then, like you'd you'd have your own team getting the own team out by accident. I would think, unless like no, you know, no, every no. fan is super into it. But well, that's the thing. No fans would catch that ball. Like, I would just to mess if, with people. If you do, <laughs> if you do, you get in a fight. Like you get kicked out of the stadium. Yeah, people would be so mad. Uh, we got some more here. 
Um, after the fourth ball, a batter begins sprinting around the bases, and the defense can't do anything until all nine of its players touch the baseball, producing a mad scramble that usually results in either a double or a rundown. What in the world? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so don't get to ball four, or else uh, you gotta. What you gotta is toss even going it around on real here? Quick. Everyone just runs to the mound to touch the ball at the same time. I don't know. It says, I guess it says all nine players have to touch the baseball. So I don't like. Do you like throw it around super quick? I, yeah, like, you, you, gotta, you have gotta, to. Like, you gotta have like the outfield convene into one spot, and they all just like tap the ball, right? Like that's gotta be. Like they all like run towards center field, like towards second base, and and you just like throw the ball like around to like third. Like the pitcher goes to like third, home, first, second. All four of them just grab the ball at second, and then they try and get the guy out. I guess yeah, honestly, that would be a pretty good strategy. Like get everyone to convene to like a con, yeah. like not everyone, but like. You could group like second base and shortstop together, like pitcher, first base, like try to get as many players as you can grouped together. You really gotta like like predict what's gonna happen there. Like so right before it happens, like you if the ball doesn't get hit to you, you're just running straight in like to the <laughs> to the infield. Like which would be so funny to see. Imagine the ball gets hit like wait, Brady, sorry, what was the rule here? It was like the third strike? No, the fourth ball. Oh, the fourth ball. Kind of a walk. Oh. It's uh Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, like, imagine that. Like, like you just see, like, the fourth ball come in, and then it's just all three of the outfielders just start screaming in towards, towards like, second base. The batter that just takes so off funny. after a fourth ball. <laughs> fourth ball, batter's just full speed, just sprinting. All the outfielders are running right at him. It'd be so funny. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Next one. Uh, each inning exists as its own entity, a match playstyle format where scores reset for the top half of each frame, and the first team to take five innings wins the game. Okay, so it's kind of more... Okay, so it's like nine individual games kind of thing. Wow, Interesting. that's really funny. So it's like a best five of seven? Would that be Nine. Five of nine? Five of nine. Oh, yeah, whoops. Um, Damn, that, I like that, actually. That's like that's like kind of like a nothing rule, like where it's like it's not like super cool or anything like that, but it's just kind of like a fun different way of analyzing it. I guess, and then plus like with the two-hour limit, and then there is overtime or tiebreaker rules, which which I like. It's the, probably the best one. Um, Jeez. So in the event of a tiebreaker, a one-on-one -on -one showdown is, is staged in lieu of extra innings. The whole field empties, leaving only a pitcher, a catcher, and a batter. The pitcher either records a strikeout or has to chase his ball and play and get it home before his opponent sprints around the bases. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be possible. There's no way. Yeah, gotta, it depends. He, like, yeah. he hits one, like, deep. Like, you hit, like, a, like what would like become, like, a double. That's it. That's, a, that's an in the park. You'd like, pretty much have to have, like, a fresh arm or, like, just for that scenario. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You really like, would. Like, Imagine, imagine like the pitcher or like the guy hits it to like the corner, like right at the foul pole, and just like has it like bloop down, and just like it like ends at the wall. Not only does the pitcher have to full run all the way out there, he's got to gun it straight back. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so tough. That's face so the next funny. Batter. It's all winded. It's <laughs> <Face laughs> the next batter. Oh man, <laughs> that's hilarious. I love those like, rules. Oh, can, you, can you imagine like like the guys like rounding second 
the guy, the pitcher gets to the ball and he throws it and the catcher has to like run all the way out and then all the way back. And like, like as like a, as a, like a cutoff man. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. That's brutal. I don't know about you guys, but I'd be down to watch this league, especially in person. I think that'd be uh, that'd be pretty. Oh, fun. absolutely! I, I'm trying to I'm trying to text uh, I'm trying to text as many people as I can and get a game of this going. That'd be hilarious. They have a like the Savannah Bananas. They have a TikTok account that's like super funny. Um, I don't think that's highly. I don't is that in the Banana League though? What the Banana what? Ball is the Savannah Bananas. Are their rules, it, I guess. It's like is that a hundred percent? I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Very popular team, uh, Brady. Brady, can you can, can you confirm that? Oh, what's on? No, it, yeah, it, it me, looks like it looks like the Savannah Bananas are like an actual team. They play in the CPL. Yeah, um, that's, but they invented it. Yeah, like it's their rules. Banana ball, oh. Savannah Bananas. Interesting. They had a TikTok. I thought the bananas were like a completely different like thing because like I I know who they are. Interesting. I'm an um, idiot. Here, let me let me fact check that. Banana ball. Yeah, I don't, I, banana ball. The Savannah BB. banana rules. Yeah, no, it is them. It is them for sure. Aiden. Yeah, because I saw a TikTok yeah. about it like a while ago. Um, Damn. Okay. They, I, see, like, I just thought made... they were a normal baseball team. No. <laughs> no dude well like that's why i was thinking like i didn't know if they were like double a AA or triple a but i thought it was just the a way, fun yeah. game that they invented i didn't think it was like their actual rules or anything like that rule rule number four no bunting bunting sucks <laughs> that's it yeah it does and and they wear they wear kilts when they play and they have break dancing uh first base coaches uh the players dance they have like all the records for like the most sold out attendance games like they're okay so are they like the harlem globetrotters of baseball Mm. like is that kind of what they are apparently they play the making bacons like like what is going on here okay okay so (laughs) that's so funny we need into this league yeah yeah i want it i want i want want, like a case and punt team in here like hold on hold on what there's 15 teams in this league are you kidding me (laughs) Mom, we knew we can get in there. Let's go out to Georgia. The Tri City Chili Peppers, Wilson Tobbs. What the hell is a Tob? There's like some normal names that I'm skipping. Um, High Point Thomasville High Toms. What the hell does that <laughs> even mean? Martinville. Oh no, that's normal. Uh, Spartan Burgers. Oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and you're telling me the Montgomery Biscuits aren't part of this? They're an actual team? I thought. Oh man, that's disappointing. That is so funny. Who's the? Oh my God! Montgomery Biscuits are. Oh, they're the Rays affiliate. Oh, nice. Oh. Oh man! Imagine, imagine being on the Montgomery Biscuits, and like you're actually like like a pro player, but you're like one step away from being a Savannah Banana. Some funny names in like the single A, double A. What the hell's a Wilson Tob? Mudhead. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp is one of my favorite, by the way, of the um Jumbo Shrimp. The Blue Wahoos. The Blue Wahoos. Um the Modesto Funnier Nuts. Uh, that always <laughs> makes me laugh because I'm a child. Um what else? What are the really good ones? 
Yeah, El Paso, the Chihuahuas. That one always. Oh yeah, just the like Chihuahuas. Kind of like a, the, the, the Isotopes. The Isotopes. Springfield Isotopes. <laughs> if I, if you know, you know. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some good ones. There's yeah. some good ones out there. Fort Wayne Tin Caps. There you go. Birmingham there Rumble is, uh... Ponies. <laughs> yeah, the Rumble Ponies. Oh, yeah. Amarillo Sod Poodles. Or, sorry, Binghampton Rumble Ponies. Yeah. Oh, no, the best one. I can't believe we forgot. Well, there's two. The second best one, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Those one, That's like a oh. solid one. <laughs> okay, I forget. Um, but the best one of all time, Rocky Mountain Vibes. Oh, come yeah, on. the Vibes. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Oh, the vibes. That's interesting. Goodness. Love that. Anyways, anyways, welcome back, everybody. I already said that. Um, we're gonna be doing a. We're gonna be stepping away from our usual stuff uh, <laughs> and going back into sports. Uh, we've had a you know a bit of a break since uh, we hate every sport other than football. Um, and you know we're not allowed to talk about other sports because Keisha will be upset. Uh, so we'll. You know, we got the NBA playoffs going on, the NHL playoffs. We think uh, we talk about a couple storylines or a couple sets, and we want to win the finals since I think we're down to the, ball, the last four in both leagues. Um, and then talk a little bit about some sticky situations in the MLB. Um, so we'll start with basketball. Nice. Since, uh, <laughs> I think we'll talk the least about this one. Um, oh, sticky uh, situations. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we have a couple uh, underdog stories um, with Phoenix and Atlanta. Uh, kind of Atlanta beating New York in five and then Philadelphia in seven. Um, now they're facing Milwaukee. Um, but I think I'm, uh, I'm rooting for the Bucks there. Go quiche. And then in the West, we have Phoenix Suns, Deep Book and Chris Paul uh, beating the Lakers in six and then sweeping the Denver Nuggets, which was crazy. Now they're up two games to nothing at the point of recording. Uh, against the LA Clippers, who is Kawhi Leonardless, um, might I add? Is that but... is that for all the playoffs? Uh, yeah, this is round three. Yeah. So like, I see, yeah. So uh, no, uh, is, is, oh, sorry, or, is Ka- no, but is Kawhi done for the for the series? Oh, uh, I, they he has an ACL injury, and they said he would be missing the first two games at least. So okay, and I think he's still out, but he could make a. He's, he didn't tear it or anything. Like, I don't, he's. It, no yeah, one ever said he's strange. out for the playoffs. Yeah, but I would, I would think he's gonna be a non-factor if he does come back. Even like you gotta be careful with that kind of stuff. But uh, oh, no, Keith, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? You know, uh, honestly, man, like uh, a Bucks fan, of course. So like you know, you're I'm root, I'm rooting for Giannis. I this is like it's kind of interesting. D Book is like one of my favorite players. I just like he came into the league as an 18 year old and like like. He he lit it up, right? Like he was just—he's always just been a polarizing player. I love the way he plays the game, where he's just like a a scorer, and like like it's the most exciting to watch. As I will, I'll one hundred percent admit it. I'm a casual when it comes to basketball. Like no no ants or butts about it. Uh, definitely definitely a casual. Um, so I love the high scoring. I don't love like the the defensive plays. Don't mean as much to me as they do in hockey and uh and like in the NFL, like Ryan Pulock, his like defensive save uh, against Tampa the other night was one of my favorite plays that's happened. That's non penguins all season. Uh, but for me, like watching D book drop, what was it? 70 that one night uh, yeah. in the loss was incredible. Uh, rambling, but the Phoenix Suns, man, they, I think they're the story of the playoffs right now. Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to Atlanta and Trey young. Um, but man, like just watching them win. It's like, it's like about freaking time. 
D Book has suffered enough. So many there were so many chants about it last year, like get D Book out of Phoenix, like free D Book. Um, but no, he's he stayed the path. You got to admire that. In today's NBA, loyalty means absolutely nothing. P- people like switch teams, like like Aiden switches underwear. Like it's just it's just constant. Um, and so to see D Book like sticking it out in Phoenix, finally getting some help in DeAndre Ayton, and then. Uh, you know, you bring in CP3, who I think I think was like his his addition went super under the radar because he brings in just like a veteran guard presence that I think D Book desperately needed. Uh, and like as you see, D Book is lighting it up, Suns and four. Like, how the hell are you? Um, so you, you gotta love it. You can't help but root for the Suns. I'm like really hoping that they the Clippers take care of them here, just that way I don't have to root against them in the finals. But uh, Devin Booker versus Giannis, obviously that's not going to be a head to head matchup, but like. Um, you you can't help but be excited to see that, and that's obviously pending. Um, Atlanta versus uh, Milwaukee, and Atlanta's Atlanta's not really a slouch of a team here. Trey Young, my freaking goodness, is this guy just on something? Like it, we're we're I think seven minutes into the game today so far, he's got ten points at the time of recording it. He's ten two and one at five minutes left in the first. What like the guy is the guy the guy is just on a heater. Um. And like you, you put your his matchup's gonna be Drew Holiday. Like, there's no way it's not gonna be Drew Holiday. So, uh, you know, not to we. I think what I want to talk about more about like what's happened. Um, one of the coldest videos TikTok trend right now is like Trey Young like looking at the crowd like over a shoulder, and and all of New York just chanting like "F you, Trey Young." And he just he knows like the Knicks had their best season in what like ten years since since like I don't even know when last time Knicks made the playoffs. What's that? Like since the D Rose days. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. And um and and then Trey Young comes in, the guy with the goofiest hair in the NBA and and just just like lights him up. And I Trey Young's another one of my like the the three ball kind of guys. I have a soft spot for that. Uh love to see it. Uh love to see him doing well. Uh Atlanta, kind of a weird team to make it to the uh the conference finals. Like it's mm. Trey Young and John Collins. Like I'm not a huge uh Clint Capella guy. Um, but like, it's, it's really those two, uh, Kevon Herter, um, the nickname right there. Apparently sometimes when he shows up, they call him Kevon kind of, kind of an interesting <laughs> little tidbit right. there, if you know, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, I would say very exciting. Like it's been kind of unpredictable, uh, to, to have Clippers, Suns, Hawks, Bucks, like only one of those teams I would have predicted to be there. Like I'm, I'm like, it's the box and like, I'm taking, like LeBron's Lakers, I'm taking like the Nets, the Nets being out, the Jazz, the Nuggets, like MVP Jokic, um, gone. Dallas, kind of a disappointing year, um, you know, to get bounced as early as they did. So, uh, it's been it's been surprising. It's been there's been a lot of good basketball, and you know, I'm just looking forward to the finals. I think is going to be just incredible, especially because like you're going to see one of the Clippers and uh, and like I think like in a perfect world the matchup would be. Suns Hawks you get like a, a team that like you did not expect two teams that did not expect to be there you get the insane guard play versus like an like an not overshadowed but you'd get like DeAndre Ayton versus John Collins and you would get Trey Young versus Devin Booker and like I feel like that would be a super fun matchup I think the Suns would walk that though and also I think I think I think we'd be remiss if we talked about the NBA playoffs and didn't mention Suns and four Suns and but that four, guy baby. That guy got his lunch fed to him, like fed to him. 
and then and then he did that interview and he was just like yeah I, I, like i don't even i didn't even watch it like the guy the guy was he just looked like a little bitch i'm not gonna lie to you excuse my language but like he just he uh, I watched the interview and it was the most annoying interview I've ever seen because oh, yeah. like if you watch the video, the guy was getting fed, like you said, like that guy was dying yeah. and like there was literally a sadistic Suns fan laughing and screaming Suns and four <laughs> while he was feeding him haymakers and this guy still had the nerve to like have an interview and say, Oh no, like he only scratched my nose when he reached to pull my chain off. He didn't actually hit me that much. That's like, right. I up. saw that part. I like, saw that part. So... I'm like he's like he's like, "Oh, you get hit in the nose, obviously your eyes are going to tear up." And I'm like, "Buddy, your whole face got jackhammered. Like what do you mean your nose?" That's like yeah. that's like me getting run over by a brick wall and then being like, "Oh yeah, no, my shoe was on or a brick wall. I mean like a, a Mack truck." And and um and then just be like, oh, yeah, my shoe was untied, so I hurt my ankle. Like, no, duh, you hurt your ankle. You just got wrecked. Uh, I, I saw that part, and then I turned it off, Aiden. Jogged my memory. I appreciate it was, that. It appreciate was so it. annoying to watch that. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it all, the, the, the buddy, the best part is he absolutely feeds this guy his lunch. He's, like, he just got, like, straight punches, didn't take one himself. And then gets up, his hair is just all mangled, and he's, like, sun's in four. He's got the four up. D book obviously becomes an absolute menace. And he's like, need this man's info, get him a free Jersey and uh, a ticket to the Western conference finals. Like gotta love it. What a legend. Just a, just a mythical legend uh, in the yeah. making. Hilarious. Um, but uh, I'd also like to point out that I was right about the Brooklyn nets and how they would not make the Eastern conference finals. I don't know if that was on the record or not, but I th- that was just too easy to predict. Not so. I'm, I'm not. It's not even like a like it wasn't like a hot take or anything. I think a lot of people, a lot of smart people, were like, "Yeah, that team's not going to go very far." Yeah, and everyone had Nets, Nets and Lakers. Everybody did, but Lakers out in the first round, <laughs> and Brooklyn's out to Milwaukee. Uh, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty funny there. Just too. It was just too easy to see for me. I don't know if you felt the same way, but um. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, like who's the freaking who's the GM of the Nets? Don't ask me about GMs. I don't know. Um, I just know. I, I like yeah. You yeah. assemble like essentially a super team. You got depth and like like bounce in the second round. Like like who do you put the blame? Like I I get that they like they you know they ran through injuries. Like Kate, uh, it was everybody but KD. It was Kyrie was playing hurt. Um. Uh, uh, what's his face? Sean Marks. Sean Marks is the GM. Sean Marks. Sean Marks did a great job assembling this team. Like uh, no answers Kyrie. or buts about it. Uh, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie's playing hurt. Harden. I hate him. He's playing hurt. Misses a couple games. And um, like I understand it. Injuries are a thing. But like, and especially when you have so much cap tied up in the three players, it's hard to like replace them with depth. But like. That's a disappointing season, no matter how you slice it up. The fact that they didn't win a championship is disappointing, period. Not even the conference finals. Like I know. I yeah, and like I, I the the box the box are the box are the box. They're like they're a fantastic team, don't get me wrong. I thought it was gonna be Nets and four. I thought Nets were going sixteen and oh, maybe sixteen and one in the playoffs. Maybe they lose one to the to the to the to the box or whatever. Uh or to the Lakers in the finals. But like for them to get bounced that freaking early, like it, it's it's just it's it's amazing. Like when when that when the when the trade happened and they and they picked up James Harden 
um I still remember that day. Like the, the trade was happening and I had like the longest workout of my entire life because I, I just kept texting people like in the middle of my workout, just like trying to be like, is this real? I can't believe this. The league's over. Like Kyrie, Harden, KD, that's three unbelievable players. That's are that it's not arguably better. Like it's it's better than what Golden State had. Um obviously I'm taking I'm taking Steph over over Kyrie, but you gotta take Harden over Clay Thompson. And KD is, you know, the same player he was. It's just it's more KD's team this in in New York than than it would be in uh, in gold in California. So I really thought that this Nets team was just going to be destructive. And then they pick up Blake Griffin, who all of a sudden looks like he's never been hurt a day in his life. Um, <laughs> and you and you have like great pieces around it. I was like, this team is it's a, it's a wrap here. Like you're good, you're good and done. And nope, sure enough, uh, Milwaukee knocks off the villain. Shout out to us. We're playing a hero. And, um, you know, everyone root for Milwaukee if you want to. And um, there you have it. Nets out. Round two. Oh, yeah. And I uh, I can't wait to see who's going to be in the finals and who wins. Um, who, would you, who would you want to win? Like, as, as uh, Toronto uh, being Sun. getting the fourth pick, you'd want the Suns? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Aiden, how about you? Toronto does have the fourth pick, yeah. Toronto does have the fourth pick. So. You're asking Aiden? who I want to go all the way? Uh, who do you, you want, want to win it all? Win. We have the Clippers, we got the Hawks, the Bucks, and then you got uh, you got D-Buck and the Suns. Like, what do you, who, who do you want to win? Not who do you Hon- think, who do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, d- just because of Devin Booker, and like you were saying at the beginning with him, like, sticking it out with the Suns and how people were saying, like, the Suns are a dead franchise. Like he needs to get out of there. I think it would be awesome to see him take the Suns and win this year. I think it's unlikely, but we'll see. Chris Paul too. You can't forget that. I don't think he has a. Ring. I, I, I love to see Chris Paul get one. I love Chris Paul. That's true. Yeah, he, needs, That's true. he needs to get one because like Lowry got his. Like you know, as the two premier veteran uh, point point guards in the league you know Lowry got yeah. his now it's time for uh cp to get his and then nick and kind of right off into the sunset together in a couple years i agree i think the next guy after him would be uh joe ingles just need him to get one um ryan uh i haven't heard your voice enough and i and i just i i need i need to i need to have more of you in my life um but what do you think uh who who would you want to win not who do you think who would you want to win this uh, I want uh, the Suns to win as well. I'm, I'm a yeah. D book fan, and uh, I think CP3 definitely deserves a championship before he um goes out. Whenever he does, I don't know if he'll yeah. be anytime soon because he's playing so well. But well, he's also um... to add, I'm pretty sure, like the Nets. I'm Harden was hurt, and I'm pretty sure Kyrie was hurt as well. So that it was pretty much just Durant against Giannis and and the Bucks. So yeah, it's a little um... different. As if like if everybody was healthy, the like. Like what I'm saying is a Hardenless and a and a Kyrie less Nets took the Bucks to a game seven, so they likely would have won if both of them were healthy. I agree. I I mean I Harden played a lot of the series. Like I think he still played like six games. I think he missed one and I think Kyrie played five, maybe four. So you know, like, like, but they're playing injured, and you're 100 percent right. Like, I think a healthy Nets team, you're looking at a different story. But no matter how you slice it, it's disappointing when you have a guy like KD. KD is like regarded as just like one of the best. Like Jason Tatum did an interview. They were like, "What's your top five? And I completely disagreed with his top five. But like, who am I to disagree with an NBA player? But he he had like LeBron, AD, uh, Harden, KD, and then oh, it was so, uh, 
I don't, I don't know, but he was like, he's like James Harden, KD. Those two are different. Like, like uh, James Harden is like a different level type beast. So there's a lot of respect for James Harden in the NBA. Apparently, people like him. I am yeah, not one I of them. I don't know if he's um, one of the greatest of all time, like yet. You know what no I mean? Like people, well, y- you can make an argument that Steph is the greatest pure shooter of all time. Like Ray Allen still has more three points, but I mean, he's gonna crush that record. Oh, Steph's gonna crush that record. Steph is the yeah. greatest shooter of all time. Like, and so blank. him and Harden are roughly the same age, right? Like, so it's not unreasonable to start calling people the greatest of all time if they're that good. But I would take Steph in a heartbeat over Harden. That's just my. Oh opinion. yeah. Oh yeah. Or, but like, also, yeah. Like, so Steph is a hundred and oh math forty one. Uh, uh, Steph is a hundred and forty one three points shy of Ray Allen. He averages like two hundred a season. So yeah, like, he does, he'll do that in like three games next year. Yeah, yeah, he'll do, <laughs> yeah, he'll do, that, he'll do that soon. Uh, and then Harden is just about three hundred and ninety shy of uh, shy of Steph. So as long as those two are in the league, like Steph's always going to keep that advantage. I could absolutely see though James Harden playing like two, three extra seasons after Steph retires just to get that record. Also, Damian. I hope not. Um, I th- Steph is ooh. Steph's 33. I know, I know James I think... Harden's way younger than he looks because he's got that big beard, but... James Harden's got two years on Steph. James Harden's only 31. So, like, he could probably end up taking the record. But in terms of... I think in terms of percentage, because I, I believe, if I'm not wrong, James Harden is is a very, very volume-based shooter. Um, Like, he's a career uh, 363. Steph Curry is a career 433 from three. No way. So, him, him and Russ are both just volume. Yeah, volume shooters. And it's the same thing with Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan Mitchell can put up, like, 45 points a night, but that's on, like, 65 shots. Steph Curry does it, like, efficient-efficient, so... Clay's yeah, even you know, more efficient. Oh, it, I mean, but Clay, it's the best thing about Clay is he, he, he takes, he takes like, a dribble, and, and he... What, what was it, like, uh... Wasn't it, like, 12 threes or 25 points or something like that on 12 dribbles? Like, something insane? Yeah, in three quarters or something, like, it was crazy. Uh so, yeah, not 60 points, back, 60 so. points on 11 dribbles. That's insane. I was wrong. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's like, that's like Golden State basketball, right? Like, I, I, we talked about this when Andrew Bailey was on. My favorite play in basketball history was the double door screens where they would have their two bigs, like they'd have like their wings, the, like their shooting guard and their, and their wings w- w- play the ball. The power forward in the center would just jam up the middle. Steph would run the entire perimeter, come shooting up the middle, like right start under the basket, cut straight to the three point. And the double doors would close. You'd get caught on the screen, and Steph would launch it from half court and just just drill it. Because it's Steph Curry, four thirty three career shooting, like unbelievable. That is crazy. Best of all time, all right. best, best shooter. I um, think we're getting we're getting the, the buzzer from the uh, from the studio there. Uh, I think we got to move it on from basketball. Who wants to hear about basketball? <laughs> yeah, no more basketball. <laughs> and then you have the Bucks in the final. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't honestly, I don't care if any four win. Like I love Giannis. Um, yeah, Atlanta. I could probably care the least about. I like Trey Young though. LA, I think the Clippers is a team I can I could care the least about. Yeah, like they, they, you know, they got they got they got winners on that team. They don't really need more. Um, I, yeah. I love Kawhi though, but you know, I'd rather I like new team. Well, I guess the Clippers would be a new team, but new players. I stopped liking Paul George after he left Indiana. I like I liked Indiana PG thirteen. I don't like current day PG thirteen. Pandemic PG, P baby. Pandemic P Pascal Siakam. He's playing better this year. Yeah, the title is still Siakam's. Yeah. 
mild speed wait spicy p mild p yeah that's what it is mild p yeah um now over to the nhl playoffs uh another you know some some upsets there uh we already went over the leafs and shit or just like i guess round one in general so we don't really have to talk about that stuff but you do have vegas beating the avalanche in six uh montreal swept the jets now they're up two on vegas which is surprising uh, the Islanders beat the Boston in six, which I think was an, a bit of an upset, and now uh, they're down three two to Tampa Bay after an eight to nothing whooping. Um, and Tampa Bay won in five versus Carolina. I thought that'd be more of a series, but I was wrong. Um, Keish, what are uh, what are some some more recent storylines that you've been uh, following, or just thoughts um, on the current series? I don't know. The most recent storyline in the NHL is holy smokes! I know nothing about the NHL. Uh, I went. I was. I'm. St- just over in my bracket like i think i think i maybe got like the avalanche right and that's probably it like i had i had florida beating tampa and this is going back to the first round i had florida beating tampa obviously i had tron over montreal i had oh no i I did have winnipeg over edmonton just because i have no faith in edmonton doing anything and like in the playoffs obviously taking the avalanche over the blues i took vegas over minnesota so i got that but obviously i had pittsburgh over the islanders i had washington over the bruins and i had uh nashville over the hurricane just upset because i had all the one seeds um so i i i just i missed i missed on everything in the bracket i did try and be a little bit different because in our bracket challenge everybody's bracket was the same and i'm like well if you're gonna win money you might as well go big um and just like try and like pick some upsets have a chance of winning it if not whatever uh like i'm not i'm not splitting you know a pot between six people all of us have the same bracket that's no fun um but like montreal man like what the hell how good is Carey Price? But it's not even it's not even just Carey Price. Like Short King Cole Caulfield, hell hell the like a run right now. Um the whole team is just like I my dad's a Habs fan, so shout out to you, Pram. But like it's just for me, they got two second lines and two third lines. They don't have a first line, they don't have a fourth line, they just have just a bunch of I honestly you can even make an argument that it's three second lines and a third line. That veteran line of Armia, Perry, and Stahl, they've been money. Corey Perry has been such a good presence for them. Same with Eric Stahl, both of them cup winners. Um, that defense, Defensively, that team is so good. And then it, it all goes back to the man in the crease, though, Carey Price. Holy smokes, is this guy just just talent. The, like uh, one of the, uh, I would say arguably the second best goalie in terms of career in the NHL right now. Um, you know, like he gets he gets a couple of rings and you know maybe it changes, but currently in the playoffs he's rocking a two point oh two nine three three, unbelievable. And they're going against they're I I, I made a bet with my dad. I'm like they're not going to win one game against Vegas. So now I have to buy him a couple of jerseys. But it's it's looking like they're going to make the Stanley Cup Finals. That's yeah. just incredible. And like. You can't help but root for them. Pittsburgh's out. Let's bring the cup home to Canada. Like, why not? I just didn't think Montreal had, a, uh, you know, like a snowball's chance in a microwave. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to cheer for Montreal. I don't, I couldn't care less about, uh, like, you know, Canada. Like, I don't care. Uh, quip it. Somebody quip it. Brady can't care less about Canada. Uh, Canada in the NHL. I mean, every team is Canadians. I don't, I, so like, I, I just remember that. And it's like when fucking Vegas was, Showing like they're chanting USA USA after they won against Montreal. I'm like Vegas literally has the most Canadian players on their team. It's unbelievable. Like they have who are their American born players? It's like Pacioretty and that's it. Uh, they have like I think two, and then they have two Swedes and a Czech, and then the rest are Canadian. I think it's like two, three Americans, three Europeans. That's so funny. 
Uh, yeah, because Flory's Flor, yeah. Canadian. Laner, Laner's Canadian or Swedish? I, oh, no, he's Swedish. Um, they, have, they have a few yeah, like, Swedes, and then uh, one of them is a Czech. I forget who it was, but uh, most of uh, them are Canadian. Nosak, no Tom's Nosak is, yeah. is That's a Czech. Like when, yeah. when St. Louis won a couple of years back, everybody's like, why isn't a Canadian team won it forever? Well, like the, the Blues were literally 95 to 98% Canadians. Like their entire uh, the, team. Well, the league is. The league is 95 to 98% yeah. Canadian. Like you look at it's, well, it's it, the thing is, it's like mostly Ontario too, which is so funny. It's like it's Ontario and BC. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all everybody everybody's from the GTA and the NHL, and you got a couple uh, guys Alan, from, from out east from, though. Apparently, the good ones are out east. The good ones are out east. Oh yeah, all the, all the talent, all the talents are out east. Yeah, um, Ontario has quantity, which is like McDavid, like plugs like McDavid and stuff, and Tavares, but like plugs the, the quality is out east. So, yeah. sorry to interrupt. While we're on this topic, um, Shane Wright is that. Is that a name that rings a bell for Canadian. you guys? Yeah, Canadian forward. Yeah, gonna be gonna be a stud. Okay, good. Be good news. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. A buddy of mine at work is Shane Wright's neighbor. Ooh. Okay, get him on the pod. We need him on the pod now. <laughs> now. He's like, I want to know what it's like. He's he's the next David like. man. No, no, Brady. I I literally just thought of this. He's the next McKinnon. Bedard's gonna be the next sure. McDavid. That's yeah, I think. I think that's Take the right it. one. Like, both can be Bedard super insane. Bedard, Bedard is. He was he was like fourteen playing like seventeen year olds and crushing all of them. Dude, like I I'm I'm a I, a through and through. Obviously, I'm a Sid over McDavid kind of guy. Like a hundred percent of the time, Bedard is looking like like the next like Crosby kind of thing. Like the next like top five NHL player of all time, Connor Bedard. That's like the level of hype this guy's got and the level of talent this guy's got. I have to temper expectations because Crosby and McKinnon both looked like that when they were that young. So it's tough. Like, it's hard to say. McKinnon also, also had a very slow start to his career. So he was more or less kind of, I, I mean, a bust in the sense that, like, we people thought he was going to be like Crosby. Like, he, he came out the gate, like, so many points, and he was automatically just, like, the best. But McKinnon took yeah. a few years to yeah. get there. But that's just different players and develop differently, and it's uh, a big step. Lafreniere was the only one to tie Crosby's record of like two years in a row being the best player in the queue, and he's not exactly off to a blistering start. Like his, the, the second best, half of the season, best, best player in Canada, not the queue. Yeah, the, this, the second half of the season he was a lot better, but like it's not like he was he he was rookie of the year or lit it up or anything like that. So nope. just yeah. temper expectations for a little bit. He's only like he, I think I he's got to be fourteen or fifteen. Dude, so. he can't drive. He's fifteen. Like yeah. it's so disappointing. Like the guy, the guy averages more points a game in the WHL as a fifteen year old than I do in the men's league. Like that's just that's just like, like oh, I yeah, suck. Like, like, me like, and like, be a be a pro on rookie. Like this guy is just killing it. And buddy, like I, I would, I, guard, uh... he would he would have to he has to get buddies to drive him to like to just everywhere. He can't <laughs> drive. He can't even he can't even get his G one. And the and the um... guy's leading it up in the dub. Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. Like, like you get, you get this guy. This guy's seventeen year olds that have to play Bedard every game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Like, imagine that. Like, like 
you get like this guy gets like dunks on you in the whl four goals absolutely embarrasses you and then his mom picks him up in his min in their minivan and like drives home because he can't drive like just like like oh it's just the scene it's like those people it's like those people that had to go and like uh, uh what's what the it's memes like because he's not big enough to sit in the front yet yeah yeah exactly he's tiny too he, well not tiny but he's like he's like five seven, yeah, five eight kind of he's thing he's barely hit puberty like he's hit puberty that's the thing like the guy's gonna end up being six three like 200 and like and, and he's still gonna score four points a game but it's like it's like those memes of uh, people being like imagine having to like go guard zion after a long day of like algebra two it's got to be like that that little white kid who had to guard him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> zion just, little, just staring at him zion's, zion's like this is this is a joke man and like like zion bullies nba players never mind this little this, this scrawny little kid yeah uh, yeah, Aiden, for sure. Talk to that guy because Shane Wright is literally gonna be the goat. The goat. And I forgot Shane Wright's from Bur um, Burlington. So uh, Burlington, yep. 2004 baby. So we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get him on, and we be the best podcast in the world. <laughs> so you, you do, do God's work, Aiden. Maybe pull some favors if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll, uh, if you guys are Fire serious, I'll, up in here. I'll actually talk to him about it. And I hope yeah, see, I hope they're close because like this this is groundbreaking. This is this this Crosby guy's like he's Aiden. a really good hockey player as well. So okay, um, cool. Let's but get him on then. Fun. I'll I'll talk to him. Yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, it's a consolation prize. <laughs> maybe we just interview him and it's like, hey, what's it like to be close to Shane Wright? Like, what's what's that like? Like, who is neighbor? Like, yeah, like, that would what be is, horrible. You know, that would be he would so bad. Us, he would tell us, and then he and then he would go to work and be like, "Yo, I was on Aiden's podcast yesterday." And just <laughs> Shane, Shane, Shane writes on TSN the same night this guy's on Case and Pond. Like it's just two different lives. Jeez. He's on Spin Chicklets, and then this guy's on Case and Pond. <laughs> you have to get him first. Oh, oh, Shane, no, we we can't ruin his career. Um, could you so imagine cool. like, like they do like a a case or like an intro on checklets or on TSN and they're like <laughs> Shane Wright, captain of Team Canada 2030, uh NHL's leading goal scorer, best player in the NHL, case and pun alumni. <laughs> and that's how they introduce him. The man yeah. that chose crunchy peanut butter over smooth <laughs> on, on world renowned case and pun. Yeah, he got the most listens on that podcast at a whooping 207 <laughs> listens. Oh. We got 30 Jeez. listens on that. That's groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, just oh, in man, case you get uh... just in case you guys don't know uh Spitting Chicklets, they're they're a little podcast, not yeah, that popular. Yeah, just go give them a listen. Give them a listen, oh. yeah. Speaking of shoutouts, I do I do actually kind of want to give one. So yesterday, this is this is kind of off topic, but that's just kind of on brand for us. Um, I I went to go uh give Mitch a, a little a little birthday present. Not really. I bought a shirt. Didn't fit me. His birthday's coming up, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it to Mitch. Um, and so so I was as I was driving, I I I was just going down my street, and then I saw this lanky dude, long sleeve, just walking his dog, and I'm like, that's Caleb, and uh, you know our esteemed guest Caleb Bradley, future and former guest of the pod, um. And and host of his own three over par podcast. Shout out to them. And so like I I I I turned down the street that he was walking on, and and like he like walked, and he's like, oh, it's he recognized my car, so it was me. Took out his headphones, and without saying a word, just shows me his phone. He was listening to Case Punt. Like that's <laughs> so funny. That's <laughs> no hilarious. Joke. I was like I was like this that's this is amazing. Our first ever first ever experience of me running into somebody and they're actually listening to Case and Punt in public. Um, embarrassing, first off, but like, horrible. yeah, because they usually tell us they listen to it, but then like they never actually do, they just say it, <laughs> yeah. So, like, no, it, Caleb, Caleb 
does listen to Caleb, if you're listening to this one, shout out to you, man. Um, I think I'm gonna hang out with you tomorrow. So fun, fun stuff. That um, reminds me. I have another. I have a quick story too. My uh, go for it. My one friend. She was listening to one. Um, my one. Uh, she's listening to one episode for whatever reason. I forget what it was. Uh, like one of the sports in the thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she listened to it once. And then ever since, every time she like plugs her phone into the car or something, Case and Punch just starts playing automatically. She like she doesn't even have the podcast app anymore. Uh, but it just, can you, no, can no you imagine? She can't, she cannot turn it off. She can't turn it off no matter what she does. It's she really so went you ahead and part. deleted the entire app just to get us off her phone. It's the extra two months we put in so that like Spotify or Apple Podcast just prioritizes us. We're, That's we're a virus. Is. We're a virus is what it is. You yeah, know, like way, when, yeah. when you like go to like you get home from somewhere and you like like your volume you just like shut off your car and your volume is like way the frick up because you were just like you were you were absolutely jamming you know a little car concert screaming scream singing whatever and then you like get in your car the next day and you're like holy smokes i was a different person last night i need to turn this down imagine this poor girl who has to like like get in her car turns it on the next morning and then all you hear is brady and that's how i got that rash like can you imagine (laughs) that's the first thing you hear in the morning it's tough that's tough it's tough she listens to us once out of pity and now she has to listen to us for the rest of ever it's just like, sad. Yeah, it's well, just, I mean, our our, our intro girl. music, both both our intro musics, like they were all, uh, they're all pretty good. It's not like it's you just start off firing like, "Hey boys, uh, boys, yeah, girl, how's it going?" It well, the first, the first like fifteen, right? The first fifteen of them didn't have that music, so it was it was just straight in with Brady's like little banter, and then we got uh, Brennan, the producer, on the track, and now we have Jake Mandrick. Shout out to you again. Um, I listened to so last week. Obviously, we recorded in person. And so I listened to it uh, like today just to make sure the audio sounded fine because I thought we were going to record in person today. That's actually not Aiden's fault. Like Brady said earlier, that's my bad. Um, but then uh, like so I listened to it and I'm like, damn, this music is just unbelievable. Jake Mandrick, just so talented, man. So talented. Big fan of that guy. Big, big show. Yeah. Saw him a couple of days ago. Doing well. Oh, that's cool. Um, Love to hear it. Thanks for my invite. Really appreciate that. I'll invite for you. You were with me that day, and I told you. You said it's fine. Uh, real quick, um, before we move on, uh, <laughs> or do you want do you want to talk about the salary cap, or just or just pick the winner and go to the next uh, go to baseball? I don't know much time we. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll just I'll just do this quickly. Um, I, so my thing with with the salary cap is I was so against it. I'm like, how can a team be 18 mil over the salary cap and still be considered like illegal? That makes no sense. Like that's so dumb. But the thing is. To push your team 18 mil over the salary cap, not one or two mil, 18 mil over the salary cap, means you're missing some substantial pieces. If you can make the playoffs at, like, missing all those pieces, like, every other team could do it. Every other team has this freedom, and they can put players on IR. Pittsburgh could put Sid and Gino on the IR for the entire year and then just activate them for the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Tampa Bay put Stamkos, had Hedman, had Kucherov. Kucherov was the only player that made it, like, all season. But they had a, a substantial amount of, like, star players on the IR. And that's how they got a—that's how, like, you know, that's why they're 18 mil over the cap and so far over. But they made the playoffs without all their star players. Sure, they made it as a three seed. And meanwhile, they're actually a one seed with that fully healthy roster. But, like, you know, you got to hand it to them. That team is is built with depth. And then you throw in your your high money guys later in the playoffs. They're fully healthy. It's a smart move by by uh, the Tampa Bay GM. I don't I don't know I don't know any GM's names. Um, but it's 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 just it's just smart. It's not illegal. It's like um, 
Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel when when they when they um the, like the when penalty they one. <laughs> yeah when they bent the rules to keep the clock running it's like it's completely legal every other team can do this nobody else is smart enough nobody else is talented enough right I just I think that's like that's where it comes in I don't love the fact that it's like NHL is supposed to have a hard cap and like uh, like I mean being eighteen mil over the cap sucks but it will it will catch up to them eventually but uh, for me it's just they they just kind of outsmarted the system and they were that talented where they can make the make the playoffs without having a um like or without having their star players there. You yeah, got to into them. I completely disagree. This the, Sorry, it's an ahead. extremely greasy move just to start off simply because Kucherov was supposed to be injured um and many reports said that he just wasn't they were keeping him on the IR simply so that they could reactivate him in the playoffs and then be over the salary cap. First of all, they're a team that's in a, uh, they don't have to pay taxes in that state. So they're already getting an upper hand on free agents who want more money. So free agents, high profile guys are more likely to go to this team regardless. Um, and then they pull the stunt where, you know, Kutrov is supposedly injured for all that time and then magically ready for game one. Like he would have been ready for the first, the last game before the playoffs. But of course, they they wanted to be eighteen million over the salary cap. It's just it's an extremely greasy move. Like it's, yeah, they it's cheated just, the system. It's greasy though. Like it's it's just not a, it's just not. A, I don't have an issue with it at all. It doesn't break any of the rules. And the thing is, they could have maybe sure that maybe they could have activated Kucherov two months ago. That's, maybe that's they the whole point of IR. Maybe they could have got the one seed and been been like had home ice advantage. They really gave that up, not activating Kucherov. And also the thing about free agents, sure like, you're more enticed to go to to go to teams like that. Name one free agent on their team. Their team is homegrown. Braden Point, Tyler Johnson, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Hedman, Vasilevsky, that's their core. All those guys were drafted. And same thing with Florida. Florida's the exact same thing, right? Their their biggest free agent signing is Captain Keith Yandel. That's, Barkov, Huberto, that's homegrown. Their goalie, but Bobrovsky. Oh, yeah, Bobrovsky, good point, good point. Um, like if, uh, well, no, if, Captain if, Keith over Bobrovsky, 100%. That's a joke. It, the entire point of a salary cap is to be like below it. And so when every other team except for Tampa is below it, that's that's pretty cheap in my opinion. Every other team is below the salary cap. It's just Tampa that's over the salary cap. And looky, looky, Tampa is eviscerating the competition because like they're allowed to spend, I guess, like in this scenario, they, they're, they've spent more money on like better players. Like that's just how it is. Like Kucherov... Like what I'm saying is, is Kucherov is like if you're on the IR, you're supposed to be injured, right? But he was he was ready to go game one, but not ready to go a couple days before that when they when they played their last game. So whether he was injured or not, and was just just happened to be like ready for game one, who knows? But it's unlikely. It's just they wanted to keep him on there specifically so they didn't have to pay him because being over the salary cap is a big no no. Right in the NHL, it's not allowed. Like in NBA or whatever, you're allowed to go over and just pay the salary tax. Um, yep. So it, it's just it's 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 not necessarily illegal. It's just super greasy. Like yeah, they're gonna win. They're they're likely gonna win another cup. Like I don't really see any other team stopping them. They just crushed um, the Islanders eight nothing. So if I don't it helps, know. if it helps, Kucherov just left Game Six with an injury and did not return for the second. So uh, karma yeah, eventually. He, he, got, he got cross checked. Yeah. He's hurt. I mean, it's just like that's like yeah, they didn't necessarily break any rules other than if Kucherov wasn't injured and he was on the IR. Like I don't know, there's got to be some rules around that because 
that's the whole point of the IR, the injured reserve. You're supposed to be injured on it. So, but that obviously nobody can prove that he wasn't injured on it. So it, it's no. not necessarily breaking a rule. It's just, it's, eh. Like, every every other team could just, do it. It's just I don't think I don't think any other roster except for Toronto was capable of it. Like, well, well, usually people just put injured players on the injured reserve and then bring them back when they're not injured anymore. It's just Tampa didn't because they knew that they'd have to shed salary cap if they brought Kucherov back because he's on a yeah. really big contract, which is deserved because he's a really good player. But like they just didn't. So it's a, it's a way to. I guess it. you like, could say it's a it's a big brain move. And Absolutely. for them, it is, and especially if they win another cup, it's just for the rest of the league that stayed under the salary cap, they're going to be like scratching their heads saying like, that's kind of stupid. And it is. I mean, it, it just depends. Like, the, yeah, if you're if you're a lightning fan and you're in, you're in the organization, it's a 1000 IQ move for everybody else. They're like, well, what's the point of the salary cap then? So that's just that's just my opinion. Um, Ryan, who do you want to win the Stanley Cup? Um, at this point, I just don't care. I mean, I wanted the Penguins to win. They got booted first round again. Um, then I wanted Colorado to win, and then they got booted the next round. So anybody I cheer for is going to lose. But if I, like, at this point, I just like particular players, because I don't really like any of the teams that are left. Um, if I saw Fleury win another cup, I'd be happy if I, but I really want Carey Price to win one, because I think he's a good enough goalie to deserve one. Um, and he's just been on mediocre teams for the last couple of years. So hopefully they can, they can win a cup this year. I don't know if they are because Tampa's kind of just killing everybody else. Um, supposedly the best defensive team in the league got crushed eight, nothing by them last game. So I don't know, but I'd love to see Carey Price win a cup. I think he deserves one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Aiden, what about you? Um, well, just for the Canadian pride, I think I have to go with Montreal. Um, I don't think I'd be able to uh, root. Like, I have no ties with any other team left in the playoffs, right? So um, I'm not a hockey person by any means. So I would just have to go with the uh, Canadian team. That's fair. I think that, like, sorry. If if Montreal is to go through, they're one game away now. I think the game's tomorrow. But uh, if they are to go through, like the way to stop Tampa is, I guess, just to have a better goalie. And Carey Price is the best goalie in the playoffs right now. And if Montreal is going to have any chance, he's going to have to either let one goal in or no goals likely for them to have a chance. Because they're not putting out massive offensive outbursts. Um, so Carey Price, it really starts with him. So that, that'll be where they either win or lose, depending. Tampa Bay's defense, just as a whole, is just so good. So, and yeah, Montreal isn't really built for offense, but they have enough to be able to score uh, three goals every so every so often. Um, yeah, Carey Price has been one of my favorite players the last decade, so it would be cool for him to for him to win it. Rather him be on another team and him win it, but if you know he's going to be a Hab for life, then I guess he'd have to win with the Habs. Um, so I wouldn't be super upset. I was just I would never hear the end of it, and it would be the worst thing ever. But at least Carey Price gets his gets his ring, and I'd be okay with that. Um, plus, I love Nick Suzuki. Um, played for Guelph for a little bit. Just a great Canadian kid. Uh, I love him a lot. Very very good player. So, but I will be cheering for for Vegas since yeah, I, I hate I hate I hate the Islanders. I don't want Tampa Bay to go back to back, and they're salary cap criminals. And then Habs, I don't like. So it just it just 
by deduction, it's it's Vegas and Flurry's my other favorite player, so you know it'd be cool. And it's actually a shame that Flurry and, and Price play this round instead of like the the finals because um like it's a really a really good goalie matchup. Uh, even though who knows what's going on with with Vegas and their goalie situation, but um, good old Team Canada matchup. There's always our one A one B. I also like uh, Brendan Gallagher. I think he's really, really, really underrated. And the job that he does, it's, he's like a pest, right? Like he sits in front of the net, he gets into the dirty areas, and he just, that's what he does. He's like a Patrick Hornquist. He's a, a Nazim Kadri with less suspensions, um, a Brad Marchand with less suspensions. And I think the team goes with him as well. I think he's sort of like the heartbeat of the team at this point. So, yeah, he, he had, he's, I just just from watching the North so much this year, he did have a bit of an off year, but just like the last few years, Gallagher has been one of their one of their best players. I would definitely say he, he um, was injured for a little while as well. So his offense injured this season. Open. Yeah, um, he broke. But, I think he broke his wrist or his thumb or something. He couldn't yeah, play yeah. for a while. Yeah, so and then, I, like, I don't like the Habs as a team. Like I'm not a Canadian no. fan, but I like players on the team, mainly Carey Price, Gallagher, Suzuki. Um, Shea Weber, I don't like, he's been a, a Canadian stalwart on the backside for a long time. So, I mean, you, I'd like to see him win another cause he's going to be retiring soon, like in the near future. So. Yeah. And then you got fricking old Caulfield who was just funny to look back that like he was, he-, he was a healthy scratch for the first two games against Toronto. And I, I scratched my head then, and then you know everyone scratches their head now. Like, I just don't know why they benched him. Like he's clearly one of their their better players. So I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking there, but you know. And if they, we're, if we're gonna end up with a Tampa um, Montreal final, then you sort of just have to look at the 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 Toronto series to to see what what they need to do to win. Like as, uh, speaking as the Montreal Canadiens, um, because well Toronto went in with the best offense. And uh, the Habs played a really good defensive game, and Carey Price was elite, and that's how they won. Um, so, if that's if that's what they do, they might have a chance against Tampa. That being said, Tampa's like uh, Toronto. If if you gave them some crack, like there's no clear holes in Tampa's game. They have really good defense. They have the best goalie. He's probably going to win the Vesna again. Um, in uh, Vasilevsky, and you have elite forwards that can't stop scoring. Braden Point just scored again. I think he just tied the all-time uh, playoff goal streak with nine, so we scored in the last nine games. He's so, insane. like, they, they have no clear holes, but if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to be elite defensive and hope that you can just beat them with one or two goals a game because I don't think you're going to get many. Yeah, yeah, Tampa is so good on all three levels, and they have something Toronto does not have, and that's heart. Um, a lot of Tampa Bay just like just they they score when they have to, and when they need that that when they need a goal or two, really desperately, they can go out and get it. And you know, Braden Point is everything that the Leafs want. You know, Marner to be. Uh, uh, so I don't know. It's you look at Tampa and just I as a Leafs fan, I feel so bad because that's what our team is supposed to be like, but. Alas, they cannot be. I mean, they look like like they're what Toronto should be. Yes, but they also have the 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 best one of the best goalies of the last five years in Vasilevsky. So like the Leafs, they're good and their defense isn't as good as as Tampa. But the biggest difference is the goalie. Like Anderson's 
good and stable and uh Campbell was good but he had no playoff experience um but Vasilevsky's been the number one goalie in the league for at least the last two years I think he already has one Vesna if not two so yeah, yeah. It, I think that's He's... the biggest difference when 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 you're Tampa you don't have to score like they do score as much as they do but they don't have to because Vasilevsky and their defense are so good yeah exactly Blues did not have that they had to score to win it's gonna be uh it's gonna be hard to beat Tampa this year. Um. Anyways, moving on to last last sport here, MLB. Um. Last week there was a new uh some new guidelines put in play because apparently there's been a lot of foreign substances being used by pitchers to get better grips on balls and to increase spin rate, um and whatnot. So the commissioner Rob Manfred, he uh, he's threatening pitchers with a ten game paid sus- paid fuck. Game ban that's fully paid, <laughs> so it's like a little vacation there for them if they are caught altering balls. Um, and so the way that they're checking is the umpires will go out at least once a game and just check the pitcher. They kind of do like a little frisking, like you're at the uh, the TSA at an airport or you're going into a concert or something. So they have to take their hat off, uh, they have to their their gloves inspected and the inside of their belt. And uh, some some pitchers are, you know, they just, they just kind of let them do their thing and laugh. And, then, you know, they laugh about it and they move on. Other pitchers like uh, Mad Max kind of take some exception to it. Um, and, you know, the instance yesterday with Mad Max was uh, uh, the opposing manager, Joe Girardi, a uh, famous Yankee, longtime Yankee manager. He uh, he was sus- he, he was very suspicious of Max the whole game. So he kept asking the ums to check him. And by the third time. Max was very, very upset, and he threw his gloves on the ground, his hat, and he just flung his belt open. Um, and we saw that with another guy. I think Sergio Romo was his name, and he just took the belt right out in T-minus two seconds and threw it on the ground and took his pants <laughs> off. So but in the first couple of days of this kind of new backing down on pitchers, um, and whether they're cheating or not, and and you know we had Trevor Bauer speak out last week about it. He was like, well, what what's illegal and what isn't? He's like, is using my sweat and the uh, what's what's the thing on the mound called they use? I can I can never say the word right. R e s e i n. The resin. Yeah, I think it's it's resin, but yeah, I heard like someone the, say, say it differently. But yeah, I don't know if the you just resin mix, bag or whatever it yeah. is. If yeah. you just mix sweat and resin, that's like sticky or the sunscreen that they can that are they can legally wear during the day games because I think they said no more sunscreen at night games. But um, mixing the sunscreen and sweat and the sunscreen and resin, that produces the sticky stuff. So Trevor's like, if I'm using that to my advantage, am I going to be suspended for 10 games because of that? So it's been, it's a little, lots of gray area. And there's just so much power that the uh, the umpires have now. And, and, the, um, and a lot of the umpires are on the side of the players and kind of be like, we don't really want to do this. Like, it's kind of shitty. Most of us are only going to be checking if we're suspicious. Like we see someone touching their hat or glove a lot, which makes sense. But I just think it's, uh, I don't know, it's its causing some turmoil and the fans hate it. They they think it's ruining the game and, you know, the pitchers obviously hate it. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Aiden? Well, at first I was kind of like, okay, this is good. Like they're, they're taking action against something that's been a quote unquote problem for a long time. But then you hear the pitchers like talk about using it and using said foreign substances. And it's like, it's never been something that they try to be super secretive about. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
they do to an extent like they don't talk about it but it's something that like everyone kind of uses and uh you see like garrett cole is a huge example of that um because like he was pissed about it like he was not a happy guy when this uh when this rule passed and like you see it in his pitching ability now like um he's not the same pitcher he was in 2018 right um so i think it's uh you you observe these differences and i think that's the thing like the it's it's scary to think about but the quality of pitching is going to go way way down like i don't necessarily that's why, that's why the batters are against it like they're like let them use it because like they're not going to be pitching in the strike zone and then we're not going to be able to hit it like we have to let them because yeah uh they can the batters can use pine tar so they're like why can't the pitchers have like just a little something just maybe not like the spider tack and like the super illegal stuff but like course, let them use yeah. like a little stuff just to get their grip going and and so the ball is just not like flail flailing everywhere and they're hitting batters and balls in the dirt because like the batters don't want that either so they're like we can use pine tar they can use something and then like it's just equal you know yeah i just i at first i was kind of like okay like some pitchers are overreacting, but when I watched Garrett Cole's video and now that like you literally have to watch pitchers strip when they go strip. to the, like <laughs> they literally have to strip when they go to the mound and take off their hat like like the umpires Mad looking Max for got ticks. His domed, he got his dome rubbed. Yeah, it was so funny. Sweaty, it, it was, his sweaty hair. If you didn't know what was going on, it would be like he went out and asked the umpire oh to look for God. ticks on his head. Like, because, like, <laughs> so it's just weird. so, like, bizarre. Like, what has the game come to, right? Um, And I think, like, yeah, like, uh, with, and you have to look at it from the perspective of the batters, like you were talking about. Like, a lot of them now are saying, like, just let him use it. Like, it's not, it's never been a problem. It's not like there are guys that are like I don't I don't even know how to explain it because like why why is it a problem? It's not, right? Like it's never presented itself to be a massive issue. Hmm. It is cheating, but not like but not really, right? Like I wouldn't say it's giving someone an unfair advantage. In Especially a way. when it's done legally, like or just like bend like I don't know. Like it's it's kind of like the NFL when they use like stick them, but like that's like a, a an outside thing that they put on their gloves and then they're catching like Randy Moss is catching everything. I think when they use a combination of the stuff they are allowed to have and then it gives them kind of like a little extra grip. I don't really see a huge problem with that. No, it's not. It's just a uh, it's like because it's to allow them to throw like a different ar- arsenal of pitches, correct? To be able yeah, to like throw more, those more, different yeah. pitches better. Which I think spin rate, yeah. that's part spin of the game. Usually. Like, that's just part of it. Like, if you look at Stick'em in the NFL, I don't think, like, that's not really part of the game. Because, A, if you need Stick'em in this day and age, like, wow, get some better gloves. Because <laughs> the gloves that those guys wear They're should be illegal. super sti- sticky. Like, exactly. Yeah. They should be illegal. And the fact I, uh... that they, they get a new pair every single game. Right, so they, it's like I was at a I was at a Bills game once, and like we, my dad, we'd always go down to the field, you know, before we watch the watch the pregame, right? 
Um, and one of the Bills guys just comes run, running by, he gives everyone high fives. Like my hand stuck to his glove when he was running yeah. by. Like it, it, it was like actually the stickiest thing I've ever felt in my life. And that, and that was probably just like the, the new gloves. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like they should be catching everything already. I know. And so that's the point. Like, that's the thing. Like if NFL players now were to use stick them, it's like, okay, like you are bad. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you should not be in the NFL or you should not be in a position in which you have to catch the football. But like, that's the thing for pitchers. It's completely different. Like I know there is an entire thing of like, uh, when it comes to like colder weather games, like fielders use like stick them as well. And, uh, so that's become a big issue as well. Like when players go to the mound, uh, like when a position player has to pitch or when gotcha. they go to like the mound to talk to the pitcher, apparently the umps need to check both the position player and the pitcher. Now I didn't know that, hmm. but interesting. yeah, it brings up and, an uh... interesting point, but. We're also checking uh, catchers and uh, Buck Martinez on the <clears throat> Blue Jays commentary yesterday because he used to be a catcher. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about how a lot of the times in their day, the catcher and also the uh, the infielders would be the ones applying stuff to the ball so that the pe- the pitcher would always be clean. So like, they can they can check the pitcher. He's not going to have anything on him, but that's just because the catcher and like third the third baseman or whatever, they're, they're the ones putting the stuff on the ball, but they're not going to get checked. So at least for now, the catchers are also getting checked, like their chest protectors and uh, uh, the, the legs. What are they, yeah. <laughs> what are they called? The knee the, protectors, the, the, leg the pads. The, pads, yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> there might be a name for them. I, don't know. I, I think they the are just guards. like leg. Yeah, shin, shin guards, guards. But yeah, shin just, guards. just leg um, pads because they do. They they go all the way up, right? Was it uh, it Yachty who, who was caught with it when the ball stuck to his chest protector? <laughs> I that thought was that him, was right? just a picture. I didn't think it was actually like stuck to his chest, but no, no there's a video. Like he was oh, looking okay. for the ball everywhere, and it was just completely stuck to his chest. Yeah, that, that, that like, was oh, Yachty. Damn, <laughs> that was funny. So like, and then you know, obviously more catchers do it, but like, like I don't know. They're checking the catchers, checking the pitchers, but a lot of the pitchers, especially like the clean ones, or at least clean now at the time, uh, and are not currently cheating. Um, they're getting pretty peed off, but. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how how farther it goes. Uh, Ryan, do you have any anything to, to add there? No, you guys covered it pretty good. I mean, I don't really care if they use it. I mean, Vladdy's hitting bombs, so <laughs> that's pretty much all I care about baseball. Hey, man, fair enough. Oh, uh, I actually wanted to mention that TikTok that you sent me, Brady, about that guy that made <laughs> that <laughs> the fake news story about what Vladdy said about Otani. Uh, so like, um, just for some context, so a guy essentially went on Twitter and made a fake headline of a uh, a fake press conference that he made up about uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., basically saying that um, Otani deserves MVP because what he's been doing in pitching and in hitting is something that no one can replicate, which is true. Like, just true. <laughs> that that's not a false statement, but. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero didn't say it. This random kid just came up with it and put it on Twitter and basically said that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. said it. But then they, uh, the coverage of an Angels game actually featured it as a quote in that game saying that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. said that. So, like, it is just beyond me how it was these, so funny. these sports analysts, like, 
as smart as they are, man, these guys are dumb. It was like, the, they'll just it take was the, anything. It was who? It was the well, yeah. It was it was whoever like the the team that you know puts the stuff in front of them to say like they no, just of course, they of get, course. They, you know, but like the guy put in the tweet like underneath it that it, it, that Vlad did not actually say this and it was just a joke. But they couldn't even do that much research and yeah, it's just it was, so funny. Uh, do you just real quick? We're gonna wrap up soon. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think Shohei should be the MVP this year, or He's should it be Degrom or or Vlad or Acuna? No, and so you know what? Like Degrom would be Degrom's having in historic, like on pace to have one of the best pitching seasons of all time. So, because that's the thing, that would be my number two. Like Degrom is a very, very close second, but. I think like Otani is doing things that like literally nobody has done, right? Since Except for Babe like Ruth. Yeah, that's the thing. Since like the olden Even days then. when Yeah. But that's also when Babe Ruth, like, and we can make this argument similar to Gretzky, like uh Babe yeah, Ruth sure. was literally a guy that played baseball and then would go play like go do his nine to five, right? So and he was like, you know, he was in the war too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, like those guys did everything, and like they <laughs> sucked down tubers on first and third. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> facing the freaking local baker and the plumber as your pitcher. And I'm not even kidding though. I remember watching this movie about Babe Ruth when I was a kid, and he like would always eat pudding during a game, <laughs> like excessively eat pudding during baseball games. Pudding. Yeah. I don't no. know why. <laughs> no, baseball was a just an absolute joke back then. My my great grandfather was scouted by the Yankees. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. That's how. That's how of a joke. It, no, he was actually a really good player. He's in the he's in the Saskatchewan Hall of Fame. He was in oh, the war too. Awesome. It, it's all correlated. But it's well, like... yeah, it actually is. That's that's where they drafted out of. If you got no, drafted to oh. the MLB, you got drafted to the drafted military. to the war. Yeah, yeah, just a draft frenzy over there but like yeah it's just like some random guy in saskatchewan was getting scouted by the yankees like oh this this guy can throw over 60 yeah let's, let's <laughs> there jeez yeah but uh it, i don't know put uh anyway. chapman back in that time we'll see what happens <laughs> oh, no well well i don't i don't want to see what happens actually because uh no that would be so s- funny i would pay to like segregation oh i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't all right. I'm in that time here. <laughs> Maybe yeah, we should okay. wrap it up. Yeah, I, think, um, I think we have Aiden to. Said it. No, but I think, no, I agree. I think, I think Shohei, even if DeGrom has the best pitching season ever, it's like, well, Shohei is one of the top pitchers and he's pretty much tied for the lead in home runs. The league lead, Acuna and Vladimir Guerrero, who are like the two of the best, you know, hitters in the game. Shohei is freaking tied with them. And he'll be participating in the home run derby. So, and, and I don't know. It's it's just crazy. Like no one's doing what he's doing. It's not like, but Degrom can hit too. He has more RBI. He has more RBIs than uh, earned runs against him. That's Degrom. Right yeah, there. that's the other thing. Like he's not a bad <laughs> offensive player. It's just it sucks for yeah, him that Shohei yeah. hits a home run a night. Like, <laughs> but he did last week. He did. No, I know. Like I'm not even. Games. I'm, like I'm actually not even kidding though because. In crazy. games where he doesn't have a home run, he has twenty strikeouts. <laughs> well, maybe on my Diamond Dynasty he does, but uh, yeah, well, is <laughs> that splitter man? No, but uh, I don't know. It's it's oh man, Shohei's yeah the the two way Japanese import 
what they always say on the on MLB the show. <laughs> oh my god, that's the slogan that they use for him. That that uh, sounds yeah, but, so bad. Like that sounds horrible. Yeah. Apparently, like that. But apparently, that's just like the terminology for like foreign players. Like they're imported to the MLB. Oh, it's like weird. Interesting. It's, like, but like it's yeah. a technical term. It's not like yeah. They okay. use a Japanese import. I was just looking at the stats. We'll let it play. And, like, you can make an argument for like Vladdy as the AL MVP, possibly. Shohei's in the and AL though. Well, I'm just saying because, I mean, yeah, but he could theoretically they could they could do like um they have like a pitching award for each like the Cy Youngs like, each each side right. But, like, like it's not Guerrero he's not the is, best pitcher though. He's a Shohei's a really good pitcher. I don't think he's the best pitcher in the AL. He's just a really good pitcher, and you couple that with being one of the best power hitters in the game. Yeah, well, he make an MVP. Vlad Vlad is second in batting average, first in hits, tied for first in home runs, tied for first in RBIs, fourth in runs scored. So like, yeah, like. Otani hits a lot of home runs, but he's not getting a ton of hits. He's not in the top five, and he's not in the top five for batting average as well. So, it's just the context, though. Yeah, in my opinion, of there's context. I'm just saying, like, it's not like he's the best hitter either. Like, yeah, he's tied for home runs, but there's other metrics that are used to decide. <laughs> Me, yeah, it's like true, the, but... it's like it's like the equivalent of like. Austin Matthews, right? So like Austin Matthews, he 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 goes out and he you know, he gets a goal per game or close to a goal per game, like 0.880. And then every five days he plays goalie and he's like one of the top ten goalies in the league. Like that's the equivalent. And like I, I would have I, I would hope he would win the MVP because and then that's I think that's exactly what the equivalent is to hockey. Like you you play goalie once a week and then you're you have like a nine we're a 915 save percentage. Like it's just it's just unreal. Like you shouldn't be able to do do both so well. But that's what Shohei's doing. And I, I just hope they he gets the MVP. I mean, that is a very will. good that's a very good way of putting it. But yeah, it it's is just, also it's so un so unheard of. Like it's been a hundred years think since someone's it's a done little it. bit different than playing goalie because there's never been a player that's played goalie, at least to my recollection. And there's been a lot of pitchers that have hit home runs before. So yeah. Obviously not at the level he's pitch, doing it. You know, this I, is never, I know. Like, well, in a hundred years. I said not at the level he's doing it, but there, I mean, Strowman's hit a couple home runs in his career, and it's not like he's... don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not on the same level as someone going and playing goalie. It's just not. Like, that's, it's a tough, like, it's a tough comparison for, for any sport, but it's, like, that's meant, never, ever been done in, oh, in, I, in hockey. And yeah, if they're... have hit if, home runs before. There is a comparison because, like, there would be no other comparison than that. Like, forward and defense, I mean, I'd maybe. Say, like, I'd I don't say know. It's probably closer to a, a really good wide receiver also being a really good cornerback. That's yeah, just some, yeah, that's like, if, like when Deion Sanders played receiver or something. I think yeah. he did that a couple of times. But, like, he would, he would, he would be that's like probably a closer comparison. It would be oh, the yeah. equivalent of like him leading the league in receiving yards while also being a shutdown corner. It's just you don't see it, you know. And like again, like it hasn't been for years when players used to play both sides, but they just don't do that anymore. Yep, that's the same very thing true. in baseball. So, no, it's unbelievable either way. Lots of we're spoiled. I can't wait to like man. When I get to see Otani in person, I'm gonna freak out. 
I would I say, wait. like, I can't wait. There probably would be a couple pretty good wide receivers that also play cornerback if they were allowed to play both ways. Like, they're not because they obviously, if they're the best at the position, why would they bother? But, like, there's probably, good, yeah. there's like Jalen Ramsey would probably, like, a ball hawking Xavier um, Howard, like the, the guy with the most interceptions last year, probably a good wide receiver. I, that's just even, my even Jair and Trey. Um, I think they would all do, you know. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey would probably be a pretty good wide receiver. And on the flip side, you got you got probably, I mean, the wide receivers have good enough for footwork to be, to be cornerbacks most of the time as well, or at least mediocre somewhat. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. So I just can't wait for baseball to be back in Toronto. Um. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us. Keish did have to dip, so that's why you haven't heard him talk in a while, because he definitely would have been piping up uh, a few times there. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, and Ryan, you want to hit us with a sign-off here? Yeah, no, I'll just throw it to Brady for the sign-off there. Okay, yep. Uh, I'll just throw it, to, uh, throw it to Aiden there. All right. Uh, I... Uh... Uh, uh. <laughs> okay brady okay want... brady yeah hit us with the sign hit him with the uno reverse okay yeah sounds good ryan let's hear it no yeah, uh, may your punts be high and down inside the 10 uh a classy um, scarborough Ooh. oh no <laughs>